Welcome to Uncommon Provision. Thank you for joining us. You're here today to talk about the five rebukes with Dr. Dean and Ryan. They can't wait to explain the uncommon provision that Jesus Christ has for you. We would love to hear from you, so go ahead and email us at info at uncommonprovision.com. Hi, this is Dr. Dean Foster, and we're here for Uncommon Provision, sharing with Ryan A. Harrison, our dear and closest friend, who will help us understand at a deeper level the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and that we make for him to become disciples and receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So Ryan, would you share with us a little bit about your insight? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Pentecost is coming up on Sunday. And uh, as we know, Passover, that's when Jesus left us, uh, left the earth, and the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. So guess what happens in between those two great days? We've got a whole lot of waiting. <laughs> We've got a whole lot of what am I, what am I supposed to do, right? I think so, they had, didn't they have all the windows and doors shut and they were kind of afraid because the, the Pharisees might come and get them and do something to arrest them and throw them in jail. And they were all hiding in that upper room, as I remember. So it wasn't just like waiting. It was also kind of hunkering down and being really quiet and inobtrusive. Talk about some serious gamblers. They literally put their entire lives, their families' lives, everything on the line. And this Jesus is gone. And so, but the Holy Spirit's coming. He's coming on Sunday in Pentecost. And uh, what the Lord showed me, he he really uh, rebuked me uh, for a lot of things that were in my own heart. And I was looking up that word rebuke, and it literally means to chop wood. So we're talking about the pruning away maybe of some things that were starting to grow, starting to take away some life and some resources from what really matters. So I've been chopped up, and so now we want to share these five very specific rebukes that can help to make sure that the life and the blood of Jesus flow in all the places, all the resources of heaven to flow in all the right places and all these things that need to be pruned away that are stealing and really sapping away the resources. We want to get rid of those and, and really so we can live the life that God intended. Wonderful. This is a download from heaven. This is the Holy Spirit working to help us understand at a deeper level what he is expecting, what he is looking for in a faithful heart. So go and tell us about these five things. Absolutely. So just I'm going to give you the overview. The first one is we're talking about a rebuke for those who are living a lukewarm, compromised life that doesn't hate evil. The second one is for those who are friends with the world and thereby enemies of God. The third one is for those who love their lives so much that they would shrink back from death. Fourth one is for those who want the benefits of a biblical uh, living, but without the cost. And then finally, for those who have the spirit of fear, which makes people feel bad for missing out all the time. And the truth is, I found that being ignored and neglected is far more painful than being rebuked and corrected. Wow. It is so much more loving for me to have God address these things in my life and show that he does care as opposed to having him just allow me to grow like a wild branch and it just shows the love of the Father that he wants to give us these rebukes. This is all found in the Word as we'll read certain scriptures. But his intention is for us to grow and flourish and thrive in life. And by doing this pruning process, that's how he does it. I think that's a very strong message. And 
confirms that Jesus asked us to trust in God and trust in him. So during this process of growing and being attached to the vine and having the vine dresser prune us, we have to trust. Mm. And as that trust comes to fulfillment, like a patient undergoing surgery and has to go to sleep before the surgeon can make the incision, mm. that it produces a good outcome. That's right. That it prepares the heart, it prepares the soul for his ultimate destiny for us. That's right. So if you're listening to this and you are a child of God, you are going to be corrected. You're going to be rebuked. And that's because God has got plans for you. So I just want to tell you, uh, it's worth it. It is <laughs> worth it to experience it. And guess what? Here's the good news. You're going to get through it. You're going to love the finished look. It's like, I mean, you go in and get a big old makeover right in the middle. If you get your photo taken in the middle of the makeover, you're like, what is this? Don't look yet. <laughs> Don't look in the mirror just yet. But you're going to love you're going to love the way you look. There you go. Well, let's go a little bit deeper into those five points and see if we can quote some scripture and maybe make it relevant to some of the challenges that we face in life. Absolutely. So our first scripture comes from Revelation 3, and it says that because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Wow, that sounds really gross, really violent. But I mean, do you like lukewarm water? You know, it, of course, the, the point is, how many times do we have the opportunity to move into the plan of God, to move into what Jesus has for us, but then to compromise, then to really, and when we talk about the word compromise, that means to make a promise to two different parties, mm -hmm. to go to one party and to make an agreement with them, but then to turn around to the other party and to make an agreement with them as well. And so we really do have to choose a side. He says that quite clearly, that we're either for him or against them. And I wonder, what does it look like if you are for him and against the Antichrist? What does that look like to you? To me, I believe that means that we're going to not, not make everybody happy. I believe that we're going to tell people things that disappoint the hearer. I think that we're going to have to make a decision. And the word decision means to cut off, which means we're going to miss out on opportunity. We're going to miss out on relationships. We're going to miss out on things that we want to do because we're pursuing one path. I mean, you can't go to California and New York at the same time. you got to say goodbye to those beautiful fall uh, seasons and all those beautiful leaves if you want the palm trees. There you go. In, in the context of marriage, for example, if a beautiful young lady comes in and says that she wants to have an intimate relationship with you, and you look at her and say no because you're married and committed to your marriage, that you remain hot for your wife. That's right. And I think this is why God wants us to stay hot for him. That's it's right. It's like a commitment. It's a covenant relationship. Right. It? And I was listening to Jensen Franklin preach the other day, and I loved it. He talked about we've got to love what God loves, and we've got to hate what God hates. And that's a strong word. The word hate is a strong word, but there are things that God hates. And hate meaning if we understood what the devastation it was going to cause to, to us and, or to, to his children, to his creation, that there are things that are, that are intended to bring destruction, that are intended to steal, that are intended to kill, that are intended to destroy. And so we need to understand that there are things, and the devil being a very subtle creature, 
His job is to put things in such a way, maybe in the beginning it seems right, maybe in the beginning it feels good, but ultimately it's going to cause destruction. And those are the things that we've got to hate. Well, there is a perfect analogy for that called cancer. Mm. And as we come into focus with the devastation that cancer causes in a, in a person and their life and in a family and in their life, we can understand the deep hatred that mm. comes for that kind of evil. Yeah. And to be able to rebuke it and to be able to heal from it, yeah. is that's God's territory. But you know, as a surgeon and a physician, I have to say that he has given us the ability to start caring for and healing people with cancer. And that thrills my heart because it turns us from evil to good. That's right. Awesome. The second one, we're talking about being friends with the world and enemies thereby enemies of God. So, you know, we don't need to mistake being uh, in love with the world with loving the world. So that that's this is a hard dynamic, I think, for some people, is how can we be uh, loving to the world but not in love with the world, right? So and in this little notepad I put, we don't want to allow the world to be the thermostat that determines our temperature. That's right. In fact... When looking at the world, we really see a diversity of opinions and beliefs. Uh, a person may believe in one way, another person may believe in another, and there's a, a lot of controversy that's generated from that, and it destroys love. Ultimately, when we go to God and we learn the truth, then we dispel some of the confusion that comes from the world. But I want to point out, though, that the world is still our home. This earth is still our home. And to the extent that I want it to last for at least another four or five generations, I'd like to see my great-great-grandkids up mm -hmm. in heaven with me. So I'm hoping that as we, with compassion and mercy, reach into the world with light, mm -hmm. that will bring peace and a, a, a longevity of this race for at least another thousand years or so. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is James 4, 4, where it says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world does mean enmity with God? Therefore, if anyone chooses to be a friend of the world, they do become an enemy of God. And, you know, I remember one time specifically, I was trying to reach out to one of my friends who wasn't a Christian, and we decided to go see a movie. And it was a movie that I probably shouldn't have gone and seen, but I was trying to be loving with my friend, right? I was trying to reach out, trying to connect with him. And I'm sitting in the theater next to him watching this film, and I literally hear a demon in my ear say, he started laughing, he said, we got you now. And about 10 seconds later, I was having a panic attack. Oh my and goodness. so I had to be like ushered out of the theater, and I was talking to the Lord, and he said, you cannot be compromising yourself. And again, that, that's my story. Um, but the point is, is that in that instance, I was actually allowing his standards to determine my standards and it should have been it should have been the other way around the other way around and so you're describing something that's very common in our in our walk that we have to be discerning how do you discern a good movie from a bad one how do you look at something and say this is a uh, this is acceptable right. for myself and my children and, right. and others uh, others are not acceptable Absolutely. and I wouldn't want my children to see that. Well, I think if you read the Bible, you don't see a PG uh, or a G-rated uh, story. I think that you see a lot of stories in the Word that are that are very graphic. You've got violence, you've got sex, you've got tons and tons of things that 
that tell the story of, of humanity, right? But I do believe that there are certain uh, people that have partnered with Satan to create uh, projects that are specifically designed to steal, kill, and destroy. And I believe that's where we have to receive what's called the spirit of discernment. And we can just get that sense. We know, I mean, it, it can be a, an innocent cartoon, but that cartoon, and I'm not even talking about the cultural message. I'm talking about the spirit that is behind it because it can be a fluffy puppet, you know, but there might be a clawed hand underneath that puppet. We have a good friend, uh, that Ted Vare, who started Movie Guide about 30 years ago. And he looks at all of the movies that have come out and rates them for their family-friendly content. And to those that hold the line with righteousness and having a good quality to their message, that he gives them a good rating. And those, those are the movies that we want to see. Those are the movies that we share with our family. So Movie Guide is doing exactly what you're saying. And he is a Christian. Yeah. He is using Christian principles mm -hmm. and, and biblical principles, Jewish principles for yeah. that matter, that are, and you know, they have an app and they have the ability to be able to communicate all the latest movies wow. and what what is a good one, what isn't, and be able to steer families into family-friendly content. Yeah, as a parent, that's an incredibly important piece of information. And so, you know, when we're talking about really uh, loving the world, think about, you know, if you're a parent and you've got a child and your goal is just to be their buddy. You know, you don't want to offend them. You don't want to tell them something they don't want to hear. That's that's not loving them because they're going to grow up without the discipline that they need. They're going to make terrible choices. So we need to be comfortable. The Bible says that the wounds of a friend, the wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. We've got to be comfortable with saying the uncomfortable thing because ultimately we know it's going to lead to the salvation of their soul. That's right. And I think if we have a good relationship and we genuinely love them and they feel that love that we can be able to share at that level and not end up alienating them and breaking the relationship. That breaks my heart. When I see someone that I care about just leave the table and not even want to talk to me, mm. then I'm just really saddened. Mm. And I go back and I ask the Lord for a better strategy and more love so that the next time they'll be with me throughout mm. the conversation and be able to share ideas and be able to communicate different ideas and maybe even a disagreement without getting really upset. Mm. So those are those are the kinds of things I think we all seek. And, and I, I want to say that I'm really taken by what you've said because this is a very hot topic for me. Absolutely. So the next one we're talking about loving their lives so much that they shrink back from death. And this one really hit me hard because I was facing a challenge in our family and we weren't overcoming it. And I was just really emotionally upset about it. And I read the scripture in Revelation 12 and it said that they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. And those are the two parts of that scripture that I had understood that that with communion we could overcome and also with a testimony of remembering us how God had overcome in the past. But the third one is what punched me right in the face. And it was, but they did also not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And the Lord was talking to me and he said, Ryan, 
are you willing to make these sacrifices as well or are you unwilling to in other words do you love your life so much that you're that you're unwilling to go here and i said i had no idea that this was my problem i now repent that I've loved my life so much that I'm unwilling to, to sacrifice this. And when I did that, we had an immense, immense breakthrough. Can you share with us who is they and who is him in that scripture? Right. Well, I would say they represents all of us, right? We are the people of God and him is the devil, the, the evil one, the one who comes to steal, kill and destroy, uh, the deceiver, Satan, uh, Lucifer. He is the one who is overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So Jesus already won by the fact that that same Jesus has given us victory time and time again. But again, those two things being equal, we all must <laughs> forsake our own life. And, and listen, this is a hot topic today too because you hear even in churches, live your best life. You hear in churches, you know, hey, love your life. I'm sorry, but that's not biblical and that's actually a pathway to becoming in bondage to the enemy yeah. by believing that we're supposed to love our life no we're supposed to give our life and by giving our life we're able to receive true life yes and i believe jesus said something like the greatest commandment of all is to love god with all your heart all your strength all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself so mm -hmm. he didn't say to you know fall in love with yourself mm -hmm. and to try to save your life he was saying more to to reach out to right. god and to be come one with him and let go you know i think that in letting go we actually improve our life Amen. we're not leaving our life we're not forsaking it we're not dying we're actually preparing for eternal life that's right we're trading up Hey, there you go. We're trading up. <laughs> so the next one here, we're talking about uh, wanting the benefits of biblical living without the cost of biblical living. And many, many people can read the word for the many benefits. We've got health and wealth and happiness and eternal life. And there's so many amazing benefits. And even when Jesus came, they were so excited because this was going to be the king that was going to rule and, and help liberate them from these evil Roman occupants. However, they didn't understand the cost that really the reason that Jesus came and the cost that they were required to pay. And it says here in Luke chapter 14 that in the same way that those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. That's the good news. It doesn't sound like good news, but somehow it turns out to be the best news ever. I think that what you're intimating here is a close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And anyone who has read about Jesus and really understood him from the scriptures or has met him personally mm. knows that having a friend in heaven, having the Son of God love you and walk with you and guide you is beyond comprehension in terms of the benefit, the, the evolution of your thinking of your worldview of your ability to see things from the heavenly perspective that being with him was what changed 12 men well actually 11 it seems like one kind of fell away there but of the 12 11 made it and those mm. 11 men changed the world and so i i think to look at what you're saying you have hit the nail on the head that giving up 
what we consider to be valuable hmm. for what he offers hmm. is just a no-brainer. It's just an amazing transformation of worldview and of capability, for heaven's sakes. This is something that is an eternal, of eternal consequence. Hmm. So can you just share a little bit about your vision of what it would be like to be in heaven with Jesus? Oh, man. Well, obviously, it's an experience where you have no more pain. You have no more suffering. You have no more tears. You you literally are experiencing the revelations of God himself, where the words holy, holy, holy are being forever echoed because new revelations about God are being revealed. And so going back to what Bart Millard said with mercy me, I can't only imagine what it's going to be like. But in my mind, I would say take your greatest day you could ever imagine here on earth. And that's like stubbing your toe. (laughs) It's it's so worth it when what you have just described makes it so worth it. Right. But I also believe that it's not just about sitting around in robes and playing harps all day. I do believe that the kingdom is one where based upon our our faithfulness here on the earth, we're going to have specific assignments in heaven and we're going to be able to exercise the authority to rule and reign with him. Absolutely. So it's an exciting, it's going to be an exciting time. So finally here we talk about the spirit of fear, which makes people feel bad for missing out all the time. And, and we know there's this element now called the fear of missing out. And uh, there's another element called uh, YOLO, which is you only live once. And these things, which are really perpetuated a lot, you know, those darn millennials and their social media, right? <laughs> it, it, the, the point is we're, we're talking about this idea that um, if we have fear, fear is ultimately rooted in death. And the idea that if we fear death, if we fear loss, if we fear having to go without something, that fear is going to rule over us and is going to manifest in anxiety. Depression is going to manifest in so many different forms of darkness, which ultimately are blockers to the blessing of God, blockers to the provision of God, and really put us in bondage. Absolutely. What you're describing in my experience was how I was raised and what I had to go through to become a physician, Mm. that there was always this feeling of being inadequate okay of always having to be greater and better than who i was Mm. get better grades be able to comp you know to to compete properly uh to to satisfy the desires of my parents who wanted me to be a illustrious surgeon and ironically when you go through all of that you feel empty inside yeah there isn't enough value in that to really compensate for all the effort you put out and you know, to, to our listeners, I want to assure them mm. that once you transcend that mm. and you leave that fear behind, yeah. that the perfect love Amen. that comes from God fills your heart Amen. and gives you a, a wanting to live, That's a right. wanting to care for others, a wanting to share with others the beauty of knowing Jesus and having him be your Lord and Savior. So if there is anything that we can do to help our listeners get closer to him, to pray to him, Mm -hmm. and to be comforted by him throughout their life, their life story, that's what this 
podcast is all about. That's right. And there's no fear of missing out because in Jesus we have all things. In his name is everything that we could ever need. And there's a phrase, and it's a powerful phrase, and that phrase is unmerited favor. And that idea that literally anything in our lives that's worth anything is something that we don't earn. We receive it by faith. It is not something that we deserve. And just because God loves us, we're able to receive that. And when we receive that, if God gives it to us, then no man can take it from us. Amen. We were just uh, last week in Jerusalem kneeling at the foot of the cross, the hole that was carved in a block of granite where they plunked the cross in when he was sacrificed, when he was crucified. And I have to say that that place was holy to me. It's hard to describe, but it was a place where his blood, as he was dying, fell onto the ground. And by being there and imagining that and placing my hands in that blood, hmm. I felt forgiven. Amen. And that, that is the salvation that he offers. So I think where we are right now is to be able to share that and to bring people into a close and intimate relationship with him so that they can feel comforted and be able to let go of any fear and be able to enjoy their life. You may lose your life for yeah. him, but you will enjoy it much more with him than without him. That's right. Yeah. And this is just a powerful truth that God did not give us that spirit of fear, but he gave us one of power, love and of sound mind. And the truth is that no matter what is being pruned away from us or being chopped away from us, these areas in our life, and I believe this is an encouragement for the listener, the areas of, of your lives that you felt deficient in or, or you felt lack in, as these things get pruned away, you're going to begin to have the resources and the supply just begin to rush into those areas and fill them up to overflowing, and you're never going to be the same in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. He came to give us a full life. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Ryan, for being with us, and thank you, listeners, for appreciating and being with us to the end. Absolutely. And we want to pray for you in the name of Jesus that every single area in your life that God has ordained to be in the right place at the right time is now in alignment. And that as we walk through these five rebukes that you are aligning with the word of God and the, the blood of the lamb is uh, helping you to overcome and the word of your testimony is helping you to overcome. And you are walking not as lukewarm, but as as totally on fire for the Lord and his plan and that you are totally uh, best friends with the Lord and totally intimate with him and that you are sacrificing your lives, not shrinking back from death at all, but totally facing it head on without any fear and that you are getting every single benefit that the Bible promises to you and you walk in perfect love with zero fear and fear runs from you in tremors in Jesus name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely.